0: Approaching, we going towards the Vardak. The Vardak is really um, an extraordinarily different type of Yeshiva. It was a movement, the Yeshiva. It was it was something um, very, very different in the panorama of the Yeshiva world. Um, the the founding father of the Vardak was a Yisov Yezel He represented one of the three major streams of Musa movement um, and his own personal and uh, his own personal character was extraordinarily extreme um, and he built shiva around it he was somebody who was uh, worked as a merchant, he was taken in by Musa, dropped everything closest and so from the world for a few years um, to an extreme that that he became sort of a bit of a lightning rod for Maskilim who portrayed him as some sort of um, monstrous crackpot um, Rabbi Yitzhak Ohana sent Shluchim to him that he should stop aman Hashem and so on. He ended up founding a yeshiva in 1896 his um, personal philosophy, his Muslim philosophy was first of all, people, most of people's decisions, the vast majority, if not all of them, are made by personal neghis, by personal um, sense of comfort. Seichel, and what's right plays a minor role in making decisions. And unless a person works on himself incessantly, and breaks himself down to pieces, he's never going to make honest decisions. There was one principle that was very important to him. Second one was that there is no way a person can compromise with truth. And the smallest compromise for whatever reason is basically a total capitulation. Whatever the cost is, he also, so, so he built up a whole Musa movement which strongly believed in a lot of muscle learning um, constant working in groups, Javrusas, etc. where you sort of break yourself down a lot of, you know, come off it, you're full of it, you're not real He also believed that unless people do practical exercises to learn how not to care about anything and anybody. They always will do what everybody anything expects of them. Um, he gave a marshal a sort of, more of a description of typical than a marshal. He said, people travel on a train. Now those days, train rides took a long, long, long time. Um, they they could go for days. They were, they, people sat in compartments, which was two benches um, facing two benches and like a little wall around and you didn't know who your seatmates were they could be people who didn't see who didn't um, care particularly for your religious beliefs or practices in the morning putting on film was not extremely pleasant so here is somebody who is a shaymatari mitzvah never missed a day in he's sitting over there and he's in the morning he has to put on film. And he has three companions that have uh, different sheetas about film than he does. So he's sitting there and all of a sudden he says, you know, my stomach isn't feeling so well. I'm not sure that I have a I, I, I Maybe I should be mahm and not put on film because of a gufnoki. And he'll not put on film. In Kahena, Kahena, a story about him is he had to make a decision about whether to intervene or not. And something that was happening in a town across Russia. He took a train there, um, you know, and with, with all of the difficulty of traveling. When he got there, he sat down and made a Khezhman Nefer Shri into Not decided against it and went back home. But he said that if he would have made that decision from the comfort of his home, he would have uh, realized, he would have suspected that it's simply a lack of a desire to travel. The Bacherim in the yeshiva practiced that. They would sit and they would, first of all, have these musafaten where people would talk about themselves and how terrible they are and stuff like that. That was one thing that was not uncommon. Two, they would go to stores and ask for crazy things so that they would be shouted out, laughed out, etc. And basically, it taught them Don't give a damn about what the world thinks or says, or looks at you, Um, it makes no difference whatsoever. That was very strong. Working on Bitokhet, which again was a test of how MSU were. They could go into a forest for days without taking anything along with them. And then um, being sure that there'll be something for them. Those were the type of activities that were extremely, um, this was common Musra activities, in the nevada movement there was another facet to the movement uh, uh, another two facets maybe that were not directly connected with this but radically different other yeshivas they were something like about is today in terms of outreach zika rabbin was one of the most important things and the matzav in europe was very bad people were going from good to less to little to nothing and making yeshivas in every place was extremely important to him. Made no difference how, no planning, yeshivas would survive as such. A description that I once read of him making a yeshiva someplace was um, they took out a map of Russia and somebody stuck a pin in it at random and they took a look. Oh, this is this town, whoa, this town really needs a yeshiva. Okay, you, Yankel is going to be the Rosh Yeshiva, and Chaim is going to be the shul, and, and then they would ask, if they need something to the yeshiva, does anybody have maybe a jacket to give to the new Rosh Yeshiva? He would get a jacket from somebody, and they were out. They had to figure a way how to get the train expenses to get to that town. They would come to the town, they would have shahris in the shul, they would give, they would announce that the yeshiva of such and such a town has just opened up and the oylem is welcome to come learn and then they would go to the streets and drag in every random kid they found, I mean ages ranging from 10 to 20 and schlep them into the yeshiva lunchtime somebody would go around from house to house asking if anybody would like to donate bread for the yeshiva that was what it looked like Um, they had at the high count they have i think 70 quote-unquote yeshivas across um in europe in russia poland they um, were extremely they were there were kids that they saved I and mean, we have small Brutney started over there from birnbaum learned again it was sort of a pickup station where they took kids who never would have dreamt to go to yeshiva simply dragged them in literally and figuratively and kids that were later on stronger they would um, go on to strong yeshivas and, and they fed yeshivas sort of laterally I would say is the right word of saying it um, it wasn't you know from bottom-up like like Baranovich but it was their own thing remember also Baranovich was also started by Nevadic by the way the yeshiva itself the Alta Nevadic died at the end of World War One he was attending Sikh Bahram and he caught typhus and he died but he had constructed the yeshiva in a way that was a movement they would they would come together once a year there would be there there was a journal of Musa writings from all the from all Talmidim he had left it as a movement rather than just one person and that was part of his foresight and that was part of his uh, mindset that it's a movement to bring of Rabbi and it allowed it between the wars to survive and so on they stood up to the communists and many of them arrested and so on but there are many daring stories of them how they stood up there were stories of extraordinary Mr. Nefesh you notice they worked on Mr. Nefesh they practiced it and in a time of test, they were able to and th- th- they were able to withstand things, no one else was able to withstand. It, because it was so extreme, it, uh, it, it was a lightning rod for a lot of criticism. When people wanted to, um, when people wanted to associate the Muslim movement, they would choose their and as the, as the ones to, you know, to, to use as a uh, you know, a, a caricature maybe of the, of the movement. The Maskilim used them as a character. Um, there was a famous Jewish writer, Chaim Grada, who was thrown out of the Nevada Kishiva and he wrote a book where the Chazanish was the good guy and the was the bad guy. It was it was kind of autobiographical in nature. The Chazanish tried very hard to be the car of him. The, 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 varek, the, the, the Nevada, the Roshiva Nevada Keshiva had it out with him about it, and so on. Very very interesting um, in descriptions of, of the yeshiva and so on. Rabbis and but a good rabbis and uh, he has many books. I've got, yeah, yeshiva. Shabbos and all. You know, like he, he's uh, but but uh, but but the, uh, just saying, he, the Vatican was chosen because of extreme. The um, I'll, I'll say I'll guess I'll say over what the Hayim would say about it, and it was a certain a certain perspective, I guess, coming from the mirror, about The B'chayim Shbolevitz's mother was a daughter of the altar His father was a son-in-law. Tremendous Tamukhachem, Tremendous Balmazbev. He took him for the yeshiva, the altar took him into the yeshiva to be um, a, a Shiva there. When the shia was over, Musa would start. Was so enamored to shit that they hung around to speak to him the learning. So, the first time it happened that Bob was speaking to him the learning was to say that the Alta Navaric warned him. It happened the second time. The Alta gave him a patch and she sent him out of Yeshiva, never to be seen again. That's how strong minded he was. He sent out the Alta, he sent out Reval Shvalevitz. The Alta's wife was Nifta, the Alta's daughter was Nifta, not nuts- Shvalevitz. Nuts- uh, too long afterwards Rebalto was nifta. his kids were Yuseimim by this time already the Altair Novartic himself had been and, and was passed away and they grew up with their uncle, Abram Yafin who was another son-in-law of the Altair Novartic as sort of their father figure So Sir Breislevitz would say the world outside is freezing Navardic is a red-hot furnace when you're freezing, you come in and warm yourself up and the would go in for a few days every so often stay in a and you go back and he would say, but if you stay around too long a burning furnace, you burn to a crisp in other words, he felt that that's, that's passionate um, in Musa that they had that extreme passion was uh, was vital as an ingredient to that world but it could not become something that would last on its own. That was Reinhardt's perspective on it and I think history is probably um, has passed that judgment. The movement accomplished incredible things, it did not survive. It didn't survive after the war and um, it was over tried in quite a few places to establish yeshivas, Novartic yeshivas. Gates had his name because it was established by a Novartic Talmud um, in, in Eretz Yisrael, in, 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 in B'nei Brak, in Yerushalayim, um, in many many places in the world they tried to establish Novartic yeshivas. It's not the Dorfer, it's not the place, not the time. There was one place where Novartic yeshiva was Matzliach um, and that was France. With was a Navaric Talmud He was a lot to do with his personality he was an incri- he was a Navaric in every full sense of the word and I had a friend of mine, a chavusa Shiva, who learned there a great guy and he once told me he he made two comments about his stay in Navaric he said it was the most incredible tkufa in his life and if he would have stayed there any longer he'd been an insane asylum that was the way he described his two conflicting feelings about it, which I guess dovetails very scrumpingly with the high is coming. It, it demanded a certain negation of self, a certain total disassociation of the world, a certain total uncertainty of future, um, in ways that basically make it almost impossible to survive. Um, nothing remained over here, that Ellie tells me. There's nothing in the town of the yeshiva left. The after, truth is, after the automatic was Nifta, the, um, the, 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 the center of the yeshiva passed on to, from Jaffin's yeshiva in Bialystok, Pins became a very important... Pins and Bialystok were two of the most important American cousins. They also put out um, songs. They, they used to make their only good It was like a movement. There was a lot more than the yeshiva. Recently, they put out one or two um, CDs of of, um, of the Negunim. I have them at home. They're mostly my Yiddish, but it's interesting that you hear the Negunim. It's it's it, it, there's one where it's called Yankel Yankel. They have a long version, a short version. He's yearning for Mashiach comes. So he says, "When well, Mashiach comes." so there's going to be very strong Merkazim. The Tavaraki yeshivas were built that there was a Merkazi like a central yeshiva with these outreach places all these thereofa. They were called Sniffim. So he said ah, how wonderful it's going to be very strong Merkazim and a Sniff in every town it's very, it's it's, it's, it's extraordinary, it's a a whole different feel of things Um, and so on Um, So the only thing that he wrote is, is they collected his Shmuzen in a sefer called Madre Gisadam That's available, it's around, it's printed, reprinted And like I said, you know, we have many children and grandchildren, Big Tamir Chachamim, the Altirvadek's daughter, Rebbe Sinyafin, lived right underneath my father-in-law I remember her well, she was very close with with our family, with my father's family, and very close to my wife she, um, she was an extraordinarily sharp-witted person and um, kind of very incisive person but uh, that was it so it was it was a movement in yeshiva that rose for its kufa, made a very powerful impact was a Robert of Vardik. He was very old school Ahmed Fachim Rav. He was lived in 1906, I think. He, um, he even though he had no real shadows with the Musa movement, he happily defended the Vardic Yeshiva against all detractors. He realized that without a very strong yeshiva nothing's gonna happen um, and so on. And he stood up for that which was really incredible. His Sefar of HaShulchan was a major work. You, know, when you when you deal with payskim, you count it as amongst the, you know, hush of a payskim and his, and his sheet doesn't song because his late is counted in as being very important. He's buried there in the base of cars. He lived in 1906, I think. Um, and uh, the turrets the of everybody probably knows is his son. Like upon him, that's uh, where we're going to now. I don't swear In a safe Adam. Oh, it's in the safe. There's also there's a big set, it's about 15 volumes, um, available at our yeshiva, and today in Azar everything's available. It's called um, it's a blue set, 15 volumes. It's not called or maybe or a musser or something like that, it has they collected any anything that a, that a Nabaraka wrote on on the parsha Musa they would they would they collected it and they put it together. So um, it's 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 that's available also. They, they they would they very much had things like like periodicals for all the Busishwas of all the movements so that they would they would feel that there's a commonality of Nabartic. to describe as recognize that he is by you I will drop it all but I need you to recognize that if the is by me you stay he didn't take him up in the office that's the that's the